0: Thank you. About it. Got an idea for the lyric yet? Play that melody once more, Dick. I think I've got them.
1: It's about time.
0: Okay, okay, hold it. How's this? Love won't call again. I won't fall again. Till I need another you. Hey, that's not bad. It never was bad. Well, that tune of yours sounds like 800 others. How do you expect me to get any kind of original idea for a lyric? Give me something to work with. Look, Phil, we've been fighting like this for months, and we haven't written a hit tune in months. We've got to do something. You want to break up the team? I don't want to, but we both seem to be written out. Those last songs we did, well, if Joe Hendricks wasn't our friend as well as our music publisher, he'd have thrown them out in the alley. You put together an awful lot of bad lyrics for that group. So it's my fault the lyrics were bad because I couldn't save those tired tunes of yours. It's my fault. That'll put you right in the nose. That would be a fine answer to our problem. It would at least give me some satisfaction. Dick, I'm warning you. I don't like violence. But I'm getting to a point where I'm going to forget how much I hate violence and remember only how much I dislike you.
1: And now meet Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends.
2: Of course I know Joe Hendricks, Mary, but I won't know him long if I ask him to publish the song of your cousin.
3: Oh, well, maybe it isn't so bad, Blackie.
2: Mary, dear Mary, everybody in this country at some time or other has an idea he can write a song. Oh. This happens to be the time that the thought struck your cousin. It should have been a trolley car. Oh,
3: Blackie. Oh. Okay,
2: he just made a bargain. You laughed at my joke. Oh, my <laughs> I'll take your cousin's song to Joe Hendricks. Let me have it. i like to see how it goes so I know what I'm selling here.
3: Here's a copy. And darling, when you play it, use the other nine fingers, huh?
2: I'll do better than that. I've got a pretty bad baritone voice I've been holding back for years. Well, let's see how this epic goes. Good, huh? Let me croon beneath the moon In the merry month of June you smile as you listen to my tune. Oh, my mother used to say I should never have taken piano lessons, and she was right. Mary, that song is awful.
3: It didn't sound too bad, Becky.
2: <laughs> oh, you're just crazy about my voice.
3: You say the nicest things about you. <laughs> is the song really terrible?
2: Awful. That's one of the reasons I'm taking it to Joe Hendricks right now.
3: Wait a minute. The song is bad, and still, you're going to take it to Mr. Hendricks, the music publisher? Certainly.
2: I forgot to tell you. I don't like Hendricks.
4: Well, call all three hotels. You'll have to register in one of them. We've word to call Joe Hendricks when he checks in. Right. Ah, phones, phones, all the time, phones. Yeah? Boston, Blanky? Sure, send him in da da Go on in, Mary. Thank you, dear. Hiya, Joe. Hello, Blackie. Long time no I see. <laughs> this is Joe Hendricks, Mary. He and
2: Inspector Faraday make the worst jokes in the world. How do you Hello. do?
1: Hello.
4: <laughs> well, what can I do for you, Blackie? I've got a song, Joe. I'd like you to publish it. Here. Uh, what's the title? In a Blue Canoe with You. You're kidding with that, aren't you?
3: Oh, no, Mr. Hendricks. We're very serious. My, um, my cousin wrote it.
4: Your cousin ought to be a very happy character. That he's your cousin, Miss Wesley, that's fame enough for anybody. Take this song back, Blackie. Put it on the floor and let it crawl out of here by itself. Well,
2: don't you even want to hear it?
4: If I want bad songs, I've got Dick Orton and Bill Rutley under contract. They've written nothing but bad songs for the past year.
2: Say, how are the boys? I haven't seen them in quite a while.
4: Physically, they're fine. Mentally, they're out of town. How about actually? They're in a piano room down the hall trying to write a song. Oh, please,
3: Mr. Hendricks, won't you listen to my cousin's number? Uh, Blackie can play it for you.
4: How bad is it, Blackie?
2: I can tell you in one word. Very. But I got an idea. What is it? It isn't so bad that a professional songwriting team couldn't fix it up. Where'd you say Alden and Rutley were, Joe?
4: In the piano room down the hall.
2: I'm going down to see them. Maybe they'll do something about your cousin's song, Mary. I won't be too long.
4: Phones, 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 all the time. Phones, excuse me, Miss Weston. Of course. Hello, Hendrick, speaker. Tommy boy, when'd you get in town, Tommy boy? Swell, swell. I the lip in the old trombone. (laughs) <laughs> sure, it always was the best. Tommy, I'm glad you called back. I got a score that's atomic, a musical comedy score. You know the show, Are You With It? How about doing Here I Go Again from it? It's a terrific to Well, sure I listen to your broadcast, wouldn't miss him. Oh, you did the song last night. Small oil, ain't it? Hey, drop around for lunch tomorrow, huh, Tommy? About four o'clock, I got some new tunes to show you, Tommy. Date? Terrific, Tommy. Thanks for calling, Tommy. Uh, that was
3: I know. Tommy. This is a very interesting business, Mr. Hendricks. Oh, oh, Blackie, there you are. Did you find Dick Altman, Bill Rutledge? Yes,
2: but they were too busy to work on your cousin's song. Come on, Mary, let's get out of
4: here. Watch your hurry, Blackie. Sit still, hang around a while. I'll buy lunch.
3: No, thank you, Mr. Hendricks. I get hungry long before 4 o'clock. You're
4: a normal girl. And what are you doing with Blackie? Thanks, Joe, and thanks for turning down this
2: tune, pal. Remind me not to do something for you sometimes. Don't leave, Blackie. Listen, did you hear the gag of? I think
3: you're right, Blackie. I think we'd better leave. Well, Mr. Hendricks, it was very nice. Oh, <gasps> what was
2: that? It sounded like a scream, and nothing sounds like a scream except a scream. It came
3: from that direction.
2: Come on, Mary, let's get out of here.
3: All right, but I never knew you to run away from
2: Joe.
4: It's me. Bill Rutherford. What? <laughs> Honey, what's the
3: matter? It's awful,
0: Joe. It's awful.
4: Come <laughs> mind, kid. Snap out of it. What is it? Joe, the
3: other room. Go look for yourself.
4: Come on, Blackie. There's only one other room, and that's the piano room where Dick and Bill will work working. Let's go. Are you with us, Mary?
3: Right here, Blackie.
4: Yeah, this is the piano room. Okay, hold everything, kids. Oh. Holy mackerel. Stay back, Mary. Oh. Dick off. And he's been shot through the heart. I. I I guess I'd better call the police. I guess you'd better. Inspector Faraday likes nothing
2: better than a nice, clean murder he might possibly pin on me.
4: Hey, Blackie, you were in here only a few minutes ago and Norton was alive then. You said he didn't want to work on that song you brought me. That's right. Maybe you better stay here, Blackie. Maybe you couldn't talk Dick into helping you. Maybe you got tired of shooting off your mouth and switched to shooting off your gun.
3: (laughs)
5: Okay, okay, get them all ready for the lineup, Jenkins. Get the woman out there first. Okay, Rollins, take this down. Then take down what she says. Name, Mrs. William Rutley. Occupation, housewife. Charge, suspected homicide. Well, Mrs. Rutley, what have you got to say?
0: Nothing. Nothing, I haven't done anything.
5: Inspector, why don't you get smart? She found the body, that's all. That doesn't make her a killer. Shut up, Frankie. I run things down here. Mrs. Rutley, did you kill Dick Alton, your husband's father? No
3: find him already
4: dead. That's all I know. That's all I know.
2: Oh, please. Please let me get down from here. These lights She's fainted, Paraday. Happy now?
5: When that dame comes to Rollins, take her in and book her for murder. I'll be in my office. He'll be in his office, Rollins, with me. Uh, beat it, Blackie, before I find a reason why you wanted Alton dead. Oh, I had a reason, Inspector. Huh? Yeah? A
2: reason, but not a motive. There's a subtle difference there. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Saturday's booked Mrs. Rutley for Dick Alton's murder, Mary. But he's too good a cop to stop there. Mm-hmm. He'll be out looking for Alton's partner, Mrs. Rutley's husband, right now. Only if we're lucky, we'll find him first.
3: Well, Mr. Hendricks said he
5: hangs out
2: in this place. You see him? The bartender might be of some help. Hey, buddy.
5: Yeah, what do you have?
2: A little information for now. Do you know a fellow named Bill Rutley?
5: i sure he's old in that last boot. Back there! Thanks. Come on, Mary. Blackie, something's bothering me.
2: Something in your shoe or something in your eye?
3: Something on my mind. Was Dick Alton alive when you went into the piano room to get him to work on my cousin's
2: Good question, Mary. Remind me to answer that sometime. Well, here's the last booth, and coincidentally, here's Bill Rutley. Hiya, Bill.
0: Huh? Mind
2: if I sit down? Hello, Blackie. Uh, This is Mary Wesley, Bill.
0: Hello.
2: Hello. Say, you look low. Things aren't that tough. Aren't they? No. I think I found a way to get Faraday to release your wife.
0: Oh, well, thanks, Blackie. I appreciate that.
3: Only
2: I mean, it doesn't get me out of the mess.
3: You're in a mess, Mr. Rutledge.
2: That's right.
0: Dick and I were fighting. Everybody knows that. I was just out for a walk when
2: Dick was shot. I wouldn't worry, Bill. The fact that you and Dick were quarreling wouldn't hold as a motive for murder. No, but the insurance wouldn't. What insurance? Partnership insurance.
0: See, when Dick and I were hot a couple of years ago, we took out partnership insurance. $100,000 worth. Ooh. Mm the only business-like thing I ever did in my life. When that policy's uncovered, I'll be in a spot. You're in
2: such a spot that the heat is beginning to affect me. Bill, tell me all you know about Dick.
0: Well, he was single. Legitimate. He didn't play around. But... Yeah? Well, there was some talk a while ago about him and Hendrick's wife.
3: Joe Hendrick's wife?
0: Yeah. I didn't believe it, and Dick denied it. Oh, but that was six months ago. It couldn't mean anything.
2: No? Maybe not, but it's worth taking a crack at. I've got to go down and get your wife out of jail. But you've got nothing to worry about if you didn't kill your partner. And remember, I said, if you didn't kill him. I don't suppose you want to listen to me, Faraday? Blanky, I don't even want to look at you. Oh, well, if it... you don't want me to tell you why Mrs. Rutley couldn't have murdered Orton, I won't. So don't. You
5: mean I can't tease you into asking me to prove that? Blackie, you couldn't make me carry an asbestos umbrella if it was raining fire. <laughs> You're leaving now? You're a little too smug, Faraday. You know something,
2: and there's a remark I never thought I'd make. Uh, bye-bye, Blackie Bird. Be seeing you. Inspector. You're holding Mrs. Rutley, but I checked her arrival at the Hendricks building and found that she got in the elevator only a few seconds before she found Dick Alton's body. Yes, genius. Any smart cop would have done the same thing, only of course he wouldn't be any relation of yours. What I'm trying to tell you is that according to the coroner's report, the body had been dead at least a half an hour before Mrs. Rutley found it.
5: Okay, you've told me. So long, Blackie. Still the same old baronet. Eh? You won't listen to me. Sure, I'll listen. Uh, but it's a little boring. You see, I checked all the details about the elevator myself this morning. And Mrs. Rutley has been free for two hours.
1: And now, back to Boston Blackie. Dick Alton, part of the songwriting team of Alton and Rutley, has been murdered. The body was discovered by Mrs. Rutley, who promptly was booked for murder by Inspector Faraday but later released when it was proven that she came into the building only seconds before she found the body and that the body had been dead almost a half hour at that time. Austin Blackie has discovered that the songwriting team had a partnership insurance policy payable to one on the death of the other, which makes Bill Rutley a suspect. But he has also uncovered the fact that at one time there was talk concerning the murdered man and the wife of Joe Hendricks, music publisher. As we return to our story, Blackie is in Hendricks office.
4: I can't talk to you now, Blackie. I'm busy. Don't talk. Listen.
2: Joe, I hear that there was some gossip concerning Dick Alton and your wife about six months ago.
4: Why'd you hear that...
2: What's the difference where? It's true, isn't it?
4: If there was some talk. Sure, that's true. Only I, mean, I never paid any attention to it. Hey, you're not thinking.
2: I don't know why you say that. Jealousy is pretty strong motive.
4: You think I killed Dick Gordon for something that happened six months ago, if it happened at all, which I doubt?
2: It could be. You know, Joe, you're in a fascinating business. Words and music. Stay honest and the world dances to your songs. But... But fool around with murder, Joe, and you'll dance at the end of a rope. Please connect me with Mister Lambert. This is Inspector Faraday again. Jackie, you'll get
1: into trouble. Shmilly. Lambert speaking. I, Inspector. Fine,
2: thank you. How are things at the bank? Anybody cash in there lately? <laughs> oh.
0: Uh, things are fine here, Inspector. I have the information you wanted on the bank accounts of Dick Alton and Bill Rutley. Uh, just a second.
2: I'll wait.
3: We're getting somewhere, Mary. We're going somewhere. The jail. If Faraday ever finds out you're using name. So we'll brag about
4: it. That's all it's hey. Hello, Inspector Faraday?
2: I'm still so here. Uh, Richard Alton's account has remained around
4: $30,000 for several years. William and Mary Rutley have
0: a joint account. It was very large at one time, but there's just a few thousand left now checks have been drawn against it every few
2: days for the past month. Who signed the checks, and to whom were they made out?
0: Sorry, I I don't have that information at the moment. If you'd care to
4: drop down to the bank, I'd be glad to get the checks we have on
2: hand. I'll do that, and thanks very much. Goodbye. The net result of that call was to find out that Dick Alton had $30,000, that Mrs. Rutley had the same first name as yours, Mary, that she and her husband had a joint account, and that it's shrunken considerably in the past month.
3: Put that all together, and it spells...
2: murder. I doubt it. Come in. Expecting anyone? Not that I know of.
3: Good
2: evening, Blackie. Well, Mrs. Rutley, please come in.
3: I didn't mean to intrude, Jackie. I just by to thank you for your help.
2: Well, you're not intruding at all, Mrs. Rutley. Glad you dropped in. This is Mary Wesley. How do you do?
3: Hello. Sit down, won't you? Thank you. Cigarette?
2: Yes, thanks. Oh, dear, I'm... Sorry, I have no matches. I did have a lighter, but I wore out one of the parts, my thumb. Oh,
3: <laughs> I have my own matches, thank you. Maybe if I can ever find them in this bag of... Uh-huh. Them. Don't you find that no matter how big a handbag you carry, it's never large enough to hold what a girl needs? I certainly do. <laughs> well, Eureka, uncovered one book of matches. Ooh. Yeah, I'll
2: <laughs> light your cigarette, Mrs. Riley. Let me have them. There you are.
3: Thank you. Blackie, are the police close to finding Dick's murderer?
2: I don't know, Mrs. Rutley. All I do know is I'm not.
3: Well, I'm sure you will be.
2: Thank you, Mrs. Rutley. I'll just sit back and listen while you tell me how wonderful I really am.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to, Blackie. But I really did come down just to thank you, and I have thanked you, so I guess I'll run along. Nice to have met you, Miss Wesley. Uh, Don't bother, Blackie. I can get to go myself. Goodbye. Bye.
2: Goodbye.
3: She has charm, Blackie.
2: You have green eyes, Mary.
3: I do not. They're just sharp. I'm the observing type. For instance, I observed that you forgot to give Mrs. Rutley back her matches.
2: Hmm. The Rio Cafe, it says on the matchbox cover. Ever been to the Rio?
3: Nope. I don't go for that rumba and samba stuff. I like to dance in English.
2: The Rio's quite a spot. Gambling hall downstairs. If you know the right people, you get in. (laughs) I wonder how Mrs. Rutley got these matches. I
3: once had a book of matches with an advertisement on the cover urging me to buy my hay, feed, and grain at Davenport, Iowa. Too far, though. I just let my cattle get hungry.
2: The talk is good, but the results are negligible. Get your coat on, Mary. We're bound for the bank.
3: To the bank? Uh, could I just throw in a casual why?
2: To withdraw some information and deposit it to the account of an unsolved murder. <laughs>
4: the checks, Inspector Faraday, just as you asked for. They're the ones drawn this month on the joint account of William and Mary Rutley. Thank you, Mr. Fleming. Do you mind if my secretary and I look them over? Not at all, Inspector. Just
2: call me if you want anything. Look, Mary, except for a few small ones, all the checks are pretty large amounts. Mm-hmm. All made out of cash and signed, Mary Rutley. Who endorsed them, Doctor? Let's see. Uh, Edward Stone, Edward Stone, Edward Stone. And Edward Stone endorsed them all. Well, they don't mean anything till we find out who Edward Stone is.
3: We can always try the
2: phone book. Yes, we can. Right after.
3: Right after what?
2: Right after we try the Rio Club. Maybe we'll find that they have an Edward Stone there. It's worth a try, anyhow. Come on, the phone booth is over
0: here.
2: Now, just wait here while I phone the Rio Club. Let's see, the number should be on this matchbox. Oh, yes, here it is. Circle nine seven eight hundred. Keep your fingers crossed. Eddie Stone, please. Mr.
0: Stone, just a moment. Go ahead, please.
2: Hello, uh, Stone? Yes, yeah, Stone speaking. Uh, this is Mr. Fleming at the 12th National Bank. You endorse several checks made out by Mrs. Mary Ruckley. Sure. Smart any No, they're good. I just wanted to verify your signature.
0: It's mine, all right. I don't write so
2: good. I'm just learning. <laughs> I see. Oh, Mr. Stone. If I wanted to come to the Leo Club, could you see to it that I was allowed downstairs? You know about the downstairs? Uh, yeah, a, a friend of mine told me about it. Uh, Bill Rutley. He's never been here. His
1: partner, the guy who got bumped yesterday, started coming here about a month ago. Did pretty well, too.
2: Well, I couldn't very well get him to take me to the club, could I? No, I
1: just not. Hey,
0: Mr. Fleming, I don't see no... You don't
2: need no friend. Just ask for me. Oh, thank you, Mr. Stone. Thank you very, very much. Goodbye. It worked, Mary. Good. Now I've got to get Faraday on the wire and ask him to have Hendricks and Mr. and Mrs. Rutley in Hendricks' office in half an hour.
5: All right, Blackie. i got Joe Hendricks and Mr. and Mrs. Bill Rutley inside in Hendricks' office, just as you asked. Now, don't you think it's about time you told me why I did it? You did it, Faraday, because you have great confidence and implicit faith in me, and because I'm a little bit dumb. Half the time I listen to you, I could kick myself after. But the other half of the times you pat yourself on the back. Now, this don't is one you? of the kicking times. I can feel it. Tell me what are those three doing inside? One of them murdered Dick Alden. Well, take a deep breath.
2: Here we go. Hello, everybody. Hello, Take a seat, Faraday. Go ahead, sit down.
4: What's the idea of this, Blackie? I'm trying to run a business here. I'm
2: trying to run down a murderer. That's more important.
4: You looking at me, Blackie?
2: Possibly. Bill, you were the lyric writer in the alton Rutley team, weren't you? That's right. I just wanted to make sure. Are you comfortable, Mrs. Rutley?
3: Yes, thank you. Very.
2: Oh, now that we're all here, I've got to confess something. Yesterday morning, I left Hendricks and Mary in this office. Went into a piano room where I found the murdered body of Dick Alton. And I picked up a piece of music manuscript paper that was lying on the floor near the body. Dick was putting a tune down on paper when I left him. Dick was working on that music when his killer walked in. He took one look and feverishly wrote down five notes at the bottom of the manuscript page. Here's the manuscript paper, and I'm going to play you the five notes right now. All right to you use your piano, John?
4: Well, all right, go ahead. Thanks.
2: Now, here are the five notes. That's all. Just those five notes. Anybody recognize the tune?
4: Means nothing to me, Blackie. No, I don't recognize that.
2: That's because there are no harmonies. Listen to it now.
4: Hey,
0: that's George M. Cohan's Mary. What's that got to do with this?
2: Everything. The first line of the lyric, the one that matches these notes, is because it was Mary. Dick Alton named his murderer just before he was shot. Mary Rutley, you oh. killed Dick Alton. Oh. Grab a Faraday. Don't hey, let, let, go, are,
0: all all right. Right. let a get out that door. I got it. Uh, no! I had to do it again!
2: Well, that's a fitting climax in a music publishing office. I supply the words and music, and a murderess decides to sing. What don't you understand, Faraday, is if that were news? Why Mrs. Rutley killed her husband's partner. Anybody knows the answer to that, Inspector. Sure, anybody but me. Do you know Miss Wesley? Mm-hmm.
3: I think so. Dick Alden had seen Mrs. Rutler gambling at the real club. He threatened to tell her husband that she didn't stop. But she couldn't stop. She had to try to win enough money to put back in the joint account that she'd been draining. Touchdown for Mary Wesley. Thank you, sir.
5: So Mrs. Rutley killed Alton because she knew he would expose her. What about her coming into the building in the elevator, Blackie? Uh, you checked the time. She simply
2: used the stairs the first time when she shot Alton and left the building and then came back a half an hour later using the
5: elevator where she could be seen. Oh, you were such a genius, Blackie, when you had a, a clue like that music thing in your pocket all the time. It practically told you that Mary Rutley murdered Alton.
2: You could have gotten it the same way I did, Faraday. But it yourself. That's what I did. Huh? I knew my facts were right, but I couldn't prove any of them, so I had to pretend that Dick Alton had named his killer in the hope of getting her to make a break. And you... she did. Well, aren't you going to congratulate me? What for? You getting married? No,
5: I'm solving this case for you, Faraday. You solved it for me? You solved it for yourself so you could ride all over me next time. You know, Blanky, I've got half a mind... Hold it right there, Inspector. Right where? Right where you were. You said, I've got
2: half a mind. And you know something, Inspector? That's the first time you've been right in years. (laughs)